Hello, this is Pastor Mo, Senior Pastor at First Baptist Church of Broussard. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these messages. My hope is that this sermon will be a benefit to your spiritual growth and that you will prayerfully take to heart the contents of this week's message. I also encourage you to pull up the accompanying sermon notes and follow along as you listen. If you have any questions or would like to follow up after the sermon, feel free to contact me or our staff here at First Baptist Broussard. May God bless you as we begin this week's sermon. God with us, Emmanuel. That is our uh, theme for this year's uh, Advent celebration. And you'll see here we have the uh, uh, Advent candles, and we appreciate one of our church members using their gifts and talents to build this for us. Uh, as well as we had this also week, one of our church members put this some uh, granite on the coffee table out there. So be sure to look at the coffee bar for that. We appreciate those who use their talents and uh, uh, service to the Lord. But as we think of this, it's, it's Advent, it's the coming of Christ, and, and what that means is God with us, the coming of Christ. That's really what Advent itself means, is just coming. It's a preparation for and a reminding of the coming of Christ. Now, we know that Christ has already come, but in our minds, we want to go back and, and think from the, big, very, from the very beginning how God set forth uh, this plan of salvation and hope that lies before us. Advent is a season of hope and joy and peace and love. And that's the four blocks you see down here, the four candles. So each week we'll focus on a different one. And uh, today's focus is on hope. Uh, hope is a very special thing. So we want to, as we normally do, have either individuals or families or classes come read our, uh, our Advent reading and light the candle. I'd like to ask our ladies' Sunday school class, Opal Edwards' class, to come up here and light the candle and lead us in this Advent reading time. Christmas is the happiest day of the year. It is the day we celebrate Jesus' birth. The story of Christmas began long ago when most people of the world did not know much about God. They needed someone to show them how to love one another. The Lord spoke to the prophet Isaiah and promised to send a baby who would grow up to be the savior of the world, the Messiah. And in Isaiah 7:14, we read, therefore the Lord himself will give you a son virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and he will be called Emmanuel. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, established and upholding justice and righteousness for that time forth and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Many years passed, and finally, the time came for God read the prophecy fulfilled in Luke chapter 1, verses 22 
36 through 35. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, What manner of salutation this should be? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. We light this candle as we remember the prophecy of Isaiah and the hope that is in the promise of God to send his Son to be our Savior. Hope that is based on God's word, God's character, and God's faithfulness. Let's pray. O Lord, keep us awake and alert, watching for your Son, Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you for sending Jesus to us to show the way to you. May we find the true meaning of Christmas, the love of Christ for each other in our hearts. May we choose hope that comes from knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, ladies, for that. As we light this first candle, it begins us on a journey that each week, we more and more light, more and more understanding of just how important Christ's coming is and the value of that in our lives. So today we want to look at week one Advent theme, and it's the title of message is Emmanuel Brings Us Hope. Now, Emmanuel, and sometimes you may spell with an I, and that's perfectly fine, too. One just happens to be the Latin version, the other the Greek version. So it really, either way, it works. Uh, it's uh, fine. But Emmanuel brings us hope. Emmanuel, as the term means, God is with us, residing with us. And that's what Christmas is about, is God coming to live with us, to abide with us. And this, this Advent study and Advent series is us looking backwards and then look, bringing it forward to what Christ means and what that coming is. And one of our key verses, and I'll close the service with this same verse, but Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is all involved in this aspect of bringing hope into our lives. Now, there's a lot of things we could say about uh, hope, but I'm just going to pick three topics that I think are appropriate to help us. 
to get an understanding of what is the motivation or the confidence that we can put our hope in. Where does this hope come from? Because we can hope that, you know, that the Saints will win the Super Bowl. You know, we can hope that. Uh, we can hope a lot of things, but that's not the type of hope we're talking about. I hope it doesn't rain this afternoon, or I hope I don't trip, walk off, fall off this, this thing here. You know, there's a lot of things we can hope for. But the hope that we're talking about is an assurance, a confidence that something is going to happen that hasn't happened yet. We know for sure that what everything God has promised, and we'll be talking about some of the promises in Christ uh, are, but this hope that we have is something that is secure. It's not something that's sort of shifting sand. It's, it means we have a hope, a steadfast assurance that what God has said, he's going to accomplish. And what he has promised and said about us will come true. That hope gives us confidence. And that hope is really springs forth from a deep faith. If we don't have a faith in God through the Lord Jesus Christ, then we don't have hope. And that's a sad thing for a much of the world. And many of our family and friends and co-workers, they are, if they don't have Christ in their hearts, if they have not received him by faith, then they're outside of hope, outside of salvation. And that's why it's so important that at Christmas, as well as every single day of our lives, that we share the good news that Christ has come. And there is hope. There is forgiveness, no matter what you've done. Because some of you here, let me say, we, we phrase that, all of you here have made mistakes and things that you wish you wouldn't have, wouldn't have done. Now, fortunately, I haven't. No, I'm just kidding. I have definitely <laughs> made my mistakes. Okay. But... We've all made our mistakes. We've all fallen short. We've all sinned. But you know what? There's hope of forgiveness and restoration because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So whatever you've done, it can be forgiven, and there's hope for a brighter future if you will trust in Christ. And that hope that we have, we'll talk about today very briefly, is based upon God's word, his character, and his faithfulness. So let's look at the first one, hope based on God's word. Now I'm going to go back to Genesis, to the beginning. It's always good to start at the beginning. Uh, but God created the world. He created mankind and all things to be in a relationship with him. And that relationship was one of love and joy and peace and hope and confidence. Because in the beginning there was no sin. And Adam and Eve walked in fellowship. And when it says he walked in hand in hand with God, that means that they walked. It's more than metaphorical. It's an actual spiritual connectiveness, that oneness that they had. Unfortunately, they sinned. They broke that commandment, as each one of us has done since that time. And because of that sin, death has come into the world. And death... If anything that's going to rob you of hope is, is death, death. Now that can be a real hope robber, is death. Unless you have your hope in the living Christ, the living God. Uh, and God's promise to be with us, to love us. And one of the great things that we have as hope is, is that God has already said in his word, uh, the scriptures that we have, this is, 
Now, that God has said more, much more than what's written in here. Uh, but this is our, uh, what, what, what God has decided that we need for our understanding of this. But it helps us. We see it begins uh, with a covenant relationship with Abraham. Now, originally it was Abram. But when he uh, made a covenant with God, he changed his name. That Am is the last part of, of part of God's name that was added to that. In Genesis 12, 3, God promised, All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now, this is the word of the Lord speaking to the people. Now, he wasn't talking about Abraham. He was talking about Abraham's descendant, Jesus the Christ. You see, Abraham is the, is the, uh, uh, is the, is the ancestor of Jesus through Mary. Uh, of course, we know God the Father is on the other side. But through Mary's line, she was part of the lineage of Abraham, of that blessed thing. So God promised all the way back in Genesis, there's hope. I'm going to bless all people through you, and it's going to be a blessing. And then in Genesis 28, a few chapters later, we go to the grandson of Abraham, Jacob, uh, or what we also know as Israel. Uh, we knew that same covenant, that covenant of hope. In Genesis 28, 15, God spoke his word said, I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Now, what better hope can we have than to hear God himself say, I'm going to bless you and I'm not going to leave you until I've done what I promised. That's, that's where our hope is based upon. It's what God's word uh, in that. Now, there's even more in Isaiah. What uh, I think uh, our ladies' class read part of this. Isaiah 7:14. The word of the Lord, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And then a couple of chapters later in Isaiah 9, 6, a very common passage. If you can read this, read it with me out loud. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now that's where hope comes from, is God saying, that he is our counselor, the mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and that Jesus, this Emmanuel, the promised one that was promised to, from, uh, through Abraham, also is the descendant of David, because David is in that, that, that uh, priestly line, that godly line, uh, all the way down. And the power, the zeal, the desire of the Lord is to accomplish the work and the reign of Jesus in our life. Based upon that one point should be more than enough for us to choose hope, to stand on hope, and to live our life no matter how difficult it gets. Some of you are going through some very difficult times right now. You have in the past, you may be going through it now, and if not, you will, all of us in the future. But you see, it doesn't matter how much pain or suffering or trials or temptations or fear or worry or doubt that is thrown upon us. 
nothing that the world can throw at us is stronger than the power of God in Jesus Christ. And if we have Jesus in our hearts, we have that hope. Yes, you may be going through some dark days. It may be some dark days still ahead. It may look like you're not going to make it. But never lose hope. That little light is still shining. That light of hope is shining if you will choose to do it. God with us brings us, Emmanuel brings us hope. Based upon his word. Secondly, based upon God's character. Now, character can mean a lot of th things to a lot of different people. But in this instance, it's the, uh, uh, the uh, description of the uh, attributes, the ideas, and the attitudes of, of Christ and, and through uh, God. So what is the character? Something that is who you are on the inside, that which you live out, what you, people think of, your character, your, your control on that one. And based upon, number one, God's word, but also on God's character, we can have hope. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 1.20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. You see, everything that God has said in his word is shown in his character by sending Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the perfect manifestation of God the Father into this world. So his character, who he is, what he stands for, uh, his actions are in perfect alignment and oneness with God the Father. So the character of God through Jesus Christ is the second foundation that we have for hope. God's word is enough. But the very character of Christ that we, we see and have experienced in our life helps us. And that should make a difference in our life, the way we deal with difficult situations and good situations. Let's take a, a story from Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. It has nothing to do with Christmas, but it has everything to do with, with the idea of hope in the character based upon the, in the character of Jesus Christ. In this story, uh, Jesus is in the midst of a uh, wonderful supernatural healing ministry. He had cast out some demons. He, had, he was on his way to uh, raise almost from the dead a, a young lady who was right on the, the verge of death. And as the story continues on, she does die, but Jesus goes and raises her from the dead. So in the midst of that, while Jesus had healed the man with the demons, him and his disciples were on his way to this uh, man's house whose daughter was sick. We find this story kind of snuck in there of hope based on a belief in the character of Jesus Christ. There was a woman. We don't know how old she was, but probably middle-aged or older, who had had a medical problem, a rather serious medical problem. For 12 years, she had some bleeding issue that just could not stop. Doctors could not heal her. Now, if you, if you know anything about Jewish and, and is Hebrew uh, cleanliness laws, any, any blood or any uh, you know, bodily fluid makes you unclean. It's not necessarily a sin, but it's unclean that you're, you can't be in the presence of, and, of the offerings and the sacrifice and be at peace with God. So she had not been able to go to the temple 
or to any type of religious event for 12 years because she was unclean. But see, she still had faith. You know, it is, it's amazing. You don't have to be in church to have faith. But if you do have faith, you sh will desire to be in, in church, be with the people of God. She had a desire, and she wanted it. And she knew, she must have known the obvious, or she wouldn't have done what she did, God's word that had been told about a, a Messiah that would come, that would bring healing and bring strength. She also recognized the character of Christ because she had, must have seen him or heard about him healing the blind, the deaf, raising the, from the dead, the, casting out the demons. So, based on her faith in God's word that a Messiah was coming, and based upon her faith in the character of Jesus Christ, it gave her a hope that something could be done in her life. Even though it seemed like the circumstances and the situation was just hopeless. You ever been in a situation you just felt was hopeless? Maybe you think you're there now. But there's always hope if you do what this lady did. She reached out to Jesus. Now, she did something rather unique. She reached out and just touched the hem of his robe, his garment. She, was just, she didn't want anybody to see. She wasn't trying to show out, didn't want attention. She knew Jesus had the hope. Had, it was her hope, source of hope. She reached out, touched the hem of his garments, and was healed immediately. Jesus stopped. Now, you've got to imagine, there were dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds of people crowding around him. And he stopped around, who touched me? Now, you can imagine the disciples say, Lord, everybody's around here. We're all touching you. What's, what's going on here? He says, no, somebody touched me in faith as I felt power go out for me. Well, I don't know how long it took, but she finally fessed up and says, I did, Lord. And she looked at it, and he looked at it and says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. You see, that faith that she had gave her a hope to reach out to Jesus based upon the word of God and the character of God. And she was blessed because of it. That same healing, whatever it may be in your life, it could be financial, it could be relational, it could be emotional, it could be over addictions, it could be over fears, or jobs, family relationships, whatever it may be, medical, health. But whatever situation you're going through, Jesus, based upon the word of God and the character of God, is our source of hope. If we place our faith in him, then hope come forth and will shine forth. Okay, so we've had these two. That should be enough. But hey, we got a little bit more time, so I'm going to give you one more because I know you're just sitting on the edge of your pew waiting for one more. All right, one more. Hope based on God's faithfulness. Now, this is from Lamentations. Now, you may not think of Lamentations as necessarily one of the most joyful books. Obviously, the title is Lamentations. It's about laments. But there are a few beautiful, comforting verses. Even in the midst of all the distress. Now, Jeremiah, the prophet, is the one who is considered to have uh, written or had his uh, Baruch write for him. But in the midst of all the struggles, 
Because he was living in a time when Israel had lost all hope because they had lost their faith. They had not placed their faith genuinely in God, Yahweh, the, the true God, and they had wandered away. When you walk away from God, that's when your faith falls away and when you lose hope. All the people were just hopeless. They were in the midst of being taken over. The northern kingdom had already been taken over. They were fixed to get taken over and taken into 70 years of slavery. And the temple was going to be destroyed. The walls broke down. It was bad news. Jeremiah was the prophet during this time. Some people call him the weeping prophet, primarily because of his lamentations. Lamentations is really songs of weeping over, over the lack of faith and, 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 and a desire for God to restore them. Jeremiah had been preaching, return back to true faith in God. But he had not been received well. He had been beaten. He had been thrown into a well. He had lost home and was starving. His life threatened his family. There was no benefits to what he was doing in placing his faith in God in the current situation. But you see, he had a hope in the very word of God, the character of God, and the faithfulness of God. You see, Jeremiah understood that God is a God of faithfulness. That means he is full of faith. We can, we can be full of faith in him because of who he is. Our hope, our faith, our assurance is solely dependent upon God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It's upon God in that, in that concept. In the midst of all this trouble, trials and tribulation, in the midst of his lamentations, Jeremiah comes forth with a song of hope and of faith. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Now what does he call to mind with all the problems he's had? But he calls to mind God's faithfulness and what God has done. And then he goes on to say in verse 22, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's a beautiful verse there. The Lord's love and compassion. You see, Jeremiah had a full confidence, full faith in the faithfulness of God based upon what the word and character of God. But he's seen that. He's seen that in, in going on and on. And so he had a view of God that was faithful and trusting. He could hope in him no matter what. Because of the great love, nothing... Your questions will never fail. Every morning, we can have hope that there is joy and blessing from the Lord. But it talks about hope and waiting. And that's one of the, the issues a lot of us have is, yeah, we say, well, yeah, I believe in God's word, and I know his character strong, and I know God's faithful, but uh, he needs to do whatever he needs to do, and he needs to do it now. You know, I don't have time to wait. I need a healing now. Or I need this done now. Well, that's... Just in case you're wondering, that's not the proper way to be thinking, okay? 
We don't tell God when we need to be healed or when we need this or when we need that. We can request of God and ask him, God, God this, is, this is the need that I see and that I present before you. But Lord, if you have a better solution, it trumps what I have to say. So I'm trusting you. So that's where we come in in the faithfulness of God. We have to wait for this. Now, think from the time of Genesis when Abraham had been promised the seed uh, and this, this coming one. It was 2,000 plus years that they were waiting and waiting for the hope of the Messiah. Now, you think you've been waiting a while? Wait till you wait 2,000 years, and then you may have something to complain about. They waited 2,000 years. They, their hope was waiting, and they had just come to the end. And, but they kept that hope, that light of hope alive because they had faith based upon God's word, upon his character and his faithfulness. Whatever you're going through right now or whatever you will go through in the future, Let's make a choice like that woman did and reach out to Jesus in faith. Let her place our hope in Christ. Now, when she reached out, she had, uh, when she was in the process of getting up there, and, of course, if you remember, uh, women were not supposed to touch men unless it was their husband in those days. It was, it was against the law. She could have lost her hand or lost her life. But she placed her faith and hope in Jesus. And even though she wasn't healed yet, she reached out in faith with hope. Some of you right now, you need to reach out in hope and in faith. You may not see the answer right now. It may not look like it's coming. But based upon God's word and his character and his faithfulness, we know that he will answer. But we've got to wait for his salvation. Your solution to your problem may not be the best. It may be all you know right now. That's why we turn to God, because he's all-knowing, all-wise. He may have a different solution that may not be pleasant right now, but it will bring great, great benefit and reward later on. So I want to ask you right now, where is your hope? Is it in your bank account? Is it in a relationship? Is it in your job, your health, your popularity? Every one of those things can and will be taken from you. But Jesus Christ will never leave us, never forsake us. No one can take the hope of salvation away from you in Christ. If you will choose hope and faith you will receive. My prayer for you is may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust, place your faith in him, Christ, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful, beautiful verse of scripture that is. Emmanuel, God with us. It brings us hope if we choose in faith to reach out for it. So will you do that? I'd like to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes as we move into a time of
invitation, commitment, reflection. If you're new to our church, this is a time where I want you to just reflect. Think about the scriptures that have been read, the things that have been said. And to evaluate yourself. Are you living a life of faith where you trust fully in the Lord and you reach out to Him for every aspect of your life in hope that He is going to bring the healing, the help, the resolution that He deems best. And you're going to trust that He's going to do the right thing. If you're a Christian here today, I want you to reach out to Jesus and say, Jesus, I trust you. I believe you. I've confessed you as my Lord and Savior. I've placed my faith in you. Therefore, I claim hope in my life in every circumstance and situation. I want to live a life of faith and hope. A light in the darkness. A light of hope in a world that needs it so desperately. This is Pastor Moke again. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this sermon. Maybe something you've heard in the message or read in the notes has challenged your thinking about your faith. If so, our staff is here to help in whatever way we can. Or if you prefer, check out the Faith Life tab located on our homepage at www.fbcbroussard.com. There you can find answers about salvation, spiritual growth, and getting plugged into a local church. And don't forget to check out the other sermons in this series as well. May God bless you.